Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of Champions of Inspiration. Uh, very um, thought-worthy show here today. Uh, many of you will probably find out uh, some information about me, but you'll certainly find out a whole lot of information about our guest. Uh, Aaron was uh, raised in the San Francisco area, had a, um, a great business going on. Everything was working exactly the way he thought it was supposed to work. And then all of a sudden it didn't. He had an aneurysm, had a variety of other things, and then a stroke a couple of days later. And not only a stroke survivor, but has taken that passion from surviving and started Stroke TV. Um, I myself am a stroke survivor, so this hits a little near to home. Aaron Avala, thanks for joining us here today on Champions of Inspiration. You know, Scott, it's my honor to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Well, I know that when I had my stroke, uh, I the one thing I want to make sure that everybody understands is how you come through a stroke is totally unique for each individual. And, um, and quite frankly, far too many don't make it even through that. So glad that you're here, but you've taken that passion and started Stroke TV. Uh, share with everybody a little bit about why that has become so important for you. But you know, Scott, honestly, I'm, I'm one of those people that like you. I found my passion, my purpose in life through my brain aneurysm stroke. I, I'm, I'm thankful for it. I know it sounds strange, but I'm actually thankful for it. It's put me in this room with you on the show with you today. It's exposed me to building stroke, inspired me to build stroke TV media and build a global movement. And it's amazing. I'm loving it. Well, I think it's, uh, I congratulate you for that. And that's why when we met, I said, you know, I've, had my own uh, cerebellar stroke and by the grace of God have come through the way that I have come through. And so I want to do what I can do as well to share the message to that. Uh, well, all parts of it, you know, what, you know, I don't even know where to go with it. There's so many different ways that I want to. So what are you working to do with stroke TV? Well, with Stroke TV, our passion, my passion is a, the reason I get, go back to why I built it. When I first had my stroke, I laid there half paralyzed in bed. Barely could speak. Sorry, I have a swallow. It's deficit. Hold on. But, you know, the reason I built Stroke TV is start out as Stroke TV and now Stroke TV Media is because I was out there in the stroke world and looked towards Facebook to try to find some support. And what I found is most people place a value as a stroke survivor on what they could regain the, the movements, their abilities, their. their become like they were before the show. Well, having a brain aneurysm, I, I couldn't do that. I knew that wasn't me. But then I realized I met Jeff Hadler, you and I both know. And he gave me an 
uh, attitude adjustment, if you will, because he just published his book, Think Big, Act Bigger, and he started talking about attitude and how attitude shapes your future. And I realized that Florida lagging when I was out there. The spark groups, I didn't want to look back. I didn't want to become the person I was. I want to create the person I want to be. And so I created Stroke TV to give hope, inspiration, and value to people that just had a stroke just the way they are. They're valuable and precious. I, I think that I commend you for that. And I agree um, through mine, I, as you and I were talking earlier in the week, I, I shared my story in That Sucks What Now, Real World Solutions for Getting Through What You're Going Through, my latest book. And it really was started because as I came through, I would Google questions. Uh, you know, how long as a professional speaker do I have to wait before I get back on stage? And the answer was, uh, or the first answer was, uh, most people never regain their ability to speak to the level to be a speaker on stage. Well, that wasn't the answer I wanted to hear. Yeah. The, sec the second one was, uh, how long do I have to wait before I can drive? Well, most people lose the motor coordination, you know, da, 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 da. And, and what I realized is the blessing of coming through and that now you and I and others have unique information that the only way you get that information is by living through it. So again, I commend you. It's not about getting back to where you were. It's about getting to where you're going to be and what you, what you can do. So what are you learning from working with other stroke survivors through their interviews on Stroke TV and well, Stroke I have to say, Scott, mostly, I find so many. I also run a Stroke Support Group. Stroke TV Media has a division Stroke Support Group called Second Test Stroke Survivors on Facebook. We're now over fifty three hundred members strong, and it's global. And I think what I've learned over these years, because I've been doing this for about six years now, is that there's way too many stroke survivors that are stuck in darkness. You know, they have the, unlike you, you're a miracle, bro. Honestly, you're a miracle. Yeah. I also had a cerebellar damage. And as you can tell, I'm, still, I'm a little different. And... I think what I learned, I want to help people get out of darkness. I want to help them find purpose, hope, and love after stroke again. I, I think you made a, a just a tremendous point, though, and, and kudos to Jeffrey Hazlett for sharing it with you, that it's not about recovering where you were. It's about determining where you're going to go and, and having that openness. And that's what, again, why one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show is so that we could pass the, pass the torch a little bit to some other people, as, as strange as that may sound, that there is uh, or there are good things that come out, of, come out of something like this. It's nothing that anybody would ever ask for. I'm not trying to suggest that, but there's so many uh, 
opportunities for hope and inspiration to come from it. How many, are there any particular stories uh, or people that you've met that you can share some of, some of their story to, to give everybody a little bit of range of outcome here? I missed, God, I have tried to help stroke survivors that are deep in despair. But there's also some survivors like you, like me, that take this show to a different level. And what I, I even before I, I've, I have a lot of stories to share, but I, I think what really comes down to is a choice. Like you just said it, you said it. I didn't want to hear that. I didn't want to say I'm all my life is over. I didn't. Strokes never don't realize. Number one, you, as you know, you have to be strong. You have to be strokes never don't realize they're strong. They're strong. They're stronger than they know. My opinion. Than what's teaching that. I want them to realize they actually have a strength in them, like like a superpower. A stroke is like a superpower. But. You know, I want them to realize that's a, just a choice. Yes. You know, you could need to put a period after a stroke and say life is over. Or you could choose. Say, I'm not going to take that answer. I want to go next life. I want to find life after a stroke. You and I did. So I have many stories of survival, many examples, and you can find many, many stories on Stroke TV Media on YouTube. That's our YouTube channel. And Stroke TV Media, look for, I run a podcast called Stroke of Genius Podcast. I do one called The Survivor Experience on Wednesdays. And then I do one on Fridays called The Executive that really goes to C-Suite Network and I interview executives. And here's, I want to give a shout out if I made to my, my buddy Jeff Hayeslight and my buddy at Treasure Band. And I want, I, you know, without them being inspiration to me, I would not be a man at today. Well, I think that that's a, in, and I know both both those folks and their amazing folks in in their desire to uh, inspire people on to things that they may or may not think that they can accomplish, you know, without that little uh, thumb in the back, you know, giving them that little little push for sure. But I think that that becomes the biggest part is how, is how can we help you get some of these messages out, or are you um, reaching out to people who have come through their stroke in their own unique way to, to share their stories on your show. Yeah. You know, I've been blessed enough to probably share my media with 20 plus stroke survivor groups on Facebook. Wow. Reaching thousands of people. Now they are not interactive or engaged like I would like them to be, but I, I attribute that to them being kind of stuck. They're stuck. So I think that what you and I are doing right now, doing the show together, and you're gonna come on my show, on my podcast soon. Yes. And then I'll look at Jim, 
Chong involved, and then Kadeji involved. I mean, we just keep building, and they will grow automatically. Will, I mean, this is too, too, too amazing of a thing to happen. I'm a, I'm a spiritual man, and I, I think this is. I think it's a God. I think we're being all brought together to to form like you said, to form a group. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think again the because the range of effect is so vastly different from person to person. But I think one of the concepts that I teach on often is growth equals awareness plus inspired action. In order to truly grow in your life, you first have to have the awareness that there's something you can grow into or around. And I think that that obviously you're living proof of that. Hopefully I'm living proof of that. There's so many great stories and people throughout um, your community. And, and again, we're working to get this out so that we can grow that community and grow more people so that we can understand um, that there's a whole lot of life left and there's a whole lot of expertise still available. And um, while it might not been the path that you would have chosen, it's, it's amazing how you can have such, a, such an effective job of communicating a message, um, even if sometimes you have a hard time communicating the message. Yeah, I think a prime example. I really feel like God put me in this place to prove to other survivors I can do it. And here I am, I have a speech. I've been in wheelchair for 12 years. And I am impacting the world. And that's amazing to me. I have found life of service, life of love. Is really the most, I am more fulfilled now, Scott, than I ever was before my stroke. So, how can I say stroke is bad? I'm saying that most people need to realize they have a choice for a period at the end of the stroke or not, or choose to say, I'm not going to take that. I'm going to find my life after stroke. Yeah, totally. I, I Again, I think it's. Um the stroke doesn't necessarily define you unless you allow it to. And uh, again, I, and you and I have had these conversations outside the show um, because my, my situation, I truly, I take no credit for still being here. You know, I, I was saved. Uh, there's not a doubt in my mind there. It was way beyond my abilities. Um, it, and, but for me, kind of a wake up call, to go out and serve more, help more, do more, uh, to encourage people who didn't come out like me, you know, and, and whatever. I think it's amazing that, that again, the inspiration that you're providing for so many, uh, I just really commend you for it. And, and I would love for everybody to make sure that they reach out to Aaron and do what you can do. The other thing that, uh, in fact, I know that there was one story we were talking about where I don't think you knew prior that somebody was affected within a family member was affected by stroke, but you didn't know that until you did a story about family members being affected by strokes, right? And what that does to the family dynamic. Well, I think it probably that's a great point. 
because I'm glad you brought that up because it's something that inside of me that I realize. When we, you and I, odd strokes of my turned out, but there's all different types of strokes of Viver. I call it the ribble effective stroke. That we have a stroke, but the ripple effect affects our family, affects our friends, affects our loved ones in general. The ripple effect of stroke, the people also effective need to be made, be made, brought to light. That their trials, that their hardship occurs. Not only just me being stroke survivor, but them also being the the ripple effect of stroke, being a, what I call a type of stroke survivor. It's it's interesting because um, my daughter and I were talking not too long ago, and um, a while back, I saw her post on her Facebook story herself in a uh, hospital gown and a in a cap with no explanation. And I just sent the message, what question mark? And later that day, she texted me and she said, oh, uh, I just had surgery today. They thought they were going to go in and, and take out maybe a little portion of my thyroid, ended up taking out my entire thyroid because I had cancer. And so the way I found out that she was even in that situation was seeing it on Facebook. And so we had that conversation. And she said, Dad, when you had your stroke, the first thing you said is for us to not worry about it. And that's what I thought of. So I didn't want you to worry about me. Sorry. But I agree with you how it affects the family members and, and everybody around. Because it's such an unknown it's interesting. I live here in Dallas and we have the American Heart and Stroke Association. But most people think it's only the American Heart Association. I mean, they don't even realize that it's the American Heart and Stroke Association. So it's such an unknown entity. So educating people on stroke and so many are recoverable and so many, if, if you can be treated quickly, it can be minimized. Now, I'm not going to say it's a minimal event by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not trying to say that. But I think through education, we can help serve so many more people. So, again, where do you want to see your um, reach grow to to help people? Well, the reach, obviously, I vision globally. Yeah, people don't realize, Scott, that so so common. In the U.S. alone, someone has stroke every 40 seconds. So in this, in their, their show, you know, six people have had strokes, whatever, more than. But, and there's over 80 million of us in this world. Wow. Yeah, that's a big stat. There's over 80 million strokes of poverty. They're growing by the year, by the way. And what I want to see us do is we begin to team up, you, me, Jim, AJ, and others that want to support what we're doing. We, we have the 
ability to make a global movement. And I think we're gonna, our reach will be global. I I don't picture thousands. I was in the meeting, and we're talking about potential reach. I don't picture thousands of people coming to shows and learning about stroke. I I can see millions of people, and a stroke TV media can be a hub of that movement. And great. I'm here. I'm willing. I don't do what I do, obviously, for the money. I'm paying the money and what I've done for, for six years, what I built for six years. But I think, you know, Dwayne Dwyer said it, and you touched on the point, and I really want to re restate what he said. Change the way you look at things, and the things you look at will change. So many people look at the stroke the wrong way. All we need to do is get them to change the way they look at the stroke. Because like you, like me, we're no different. We have learned to take our stroke and look at it a different way. And now look, we change what's happening in our lives with it. So what my point is that every stroke survivor out there Brain injury survivor, for that matter, right? Can change the way they look at their what happened to them, like your daughter did, and take it as a way to, to change your, the world, change your life, give it purpose and up. I love that. I I love the idea of sharing information enough. My my mother uh, at ninety. Uh, suffered a stroke. Now at 90, she was working 40 hours a week until she had her stroke. A little crazy, not because she had to, because she wanted to. And then the last uh, almost three years uh, before she passed at just about 93, she lived a long, great life. But her stroke affected her significantly different than even other people. And, you know, again, I think that that's the one thing that hopefully people understand is everybody's outcome is um, I don't know of two situations that are exactly the same, but a big part of coming through stronger and better is positive attitude and is, is looking at what can be done from this point forward, as opposed to what was happening prior. Yeah, you know what, Scott, that's such a great point because, you know, for me, Jeff Hazel, as I mentioned again, played that gigantic role, foundational role, and the type of stroke survivor I am today. But it, I think the biggest point is that attitude is everything. Attitude, I'm building a new website for Stroke TV Media. And my big push, my big point to the end of that website is that it's going to be strokeTVmedia.com. Um, is it is a choice. You don't have to be. It's your attitude that can change your life. And I picture stroke kind of like this, God. It's like driving a car. 
if you drive the car, always look good. They don't have any rear view mirror, what's behind you, you're gonna crash. But if you look out the big windshield of your life, big windshield of your car, so to speak, and look forward, don't look back. You look so many times to get cut up looking back. I have no value because I'm not like it was. And like you said a minute ago, every stroke is different. It's as unique as a fingerprint. And if you could look forward, this is the common ground. If you could look forward, not back at your life before a stroke, and build your life from that point on, you can find hope, life, and a reason to live. And most of all, you can find a purpose for life again. Very much so. Uh, love the coming through, the, you know, being the rising phoenix and finding that purpose in life going forward. Uh, how do people get a hold of you if they want to support Stroke TV Media in some of the initiatives that you're doing? What's the best way uh, to even be considered potentially to be on your show? or even my show going forward? Well, I would say probably the best way is you could go, you can email me as Aaron. Well, I'm not going to say, I'll try to say it. <laughs> you post a link on this in the notes, but A-A-R-O-N-A-V-I-L-A dot stroke TV at gmail.com. And you could just punch it any social media, whatever it is, and just put in hashtag, hashtag stroke TV, and you'll come up with pages. That's a Google, a Facebook, whatever. But again, I am building a new, right in the middle of launching, building a new website called strokedtvmedia.com. And that will become the hub of what we do. Our people get all of me. So it can be about a week or so to finish. Yeah, I think the important part is that, that everybody's story is unique and everybody's story is valuable. And I think one of the things that, and I'd like to encourage as we talk about the, the site and things going forward is some of the unique aha moments and some of the things that that you um, might not have been aware of prior to surviving your stroke. And, and now, again, it's not just about surviving, it's also about thriving and moving forward. Yeah, I think, you know, it's almost like uh, a, it's a choice. You can choose to be a stroke victim, curl up and die, basically, or you could thrive, be a stroke thriver. And now it comes as a choice. And you can hear me and probably Scott say that's a lot during the show. It's a choice. There is a difference between a stroke victim and a stroke thriver. And there, I'm here to tell you, each and every one of your audience members, there is life and purpose after stroke. It's possible. Absolutely. I think that's a, a great way to wind it up here today and encourage everybody again, uh, stroke TV media.com. Uh, any of the, the hashtags that Aaron was talking about his name, 
Aaron Avila, A-V-I-L-A, reach out uh, because your story is valuable. Uh, your experiences are valuable. And uh, Mother Teresa used to say, uh, or the famous quote, if you can't feed a hundred, feed one. Your story being unique can feed that one, that other one that's similar to the situation that you're in and take it and go way beyond that. And so I just want to, Aaron, I want to thank you for being here and sharing your story and, and the work that you're doing to, to bring this not well-known enough uh, situation of stroke to people to really give them the encouragement to move forward. Thank you so much for that. God, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Absolutely. And everybody, thank you for joining us here on Champions of Inspiration. We'll see you again tomorrow, exact same time. God bless.